The wisest of all men, King Solomon, in his Proverbs, states, Zereat Tzedakah, Secher Emes, one who plants Tzedakah, charity. His reward is truth. This is a verse in Mishlei, chapter 11, verse 18. With this begins the sixth letter of the Alter Rebbe's Igeras HaKadosh. What does it mean to plant charity? The word Zairea means to plant or to sow a seed. And why is emis what grows when one plants charity? The Alter Rebbe proceeds to ask a question about a verse in the prophet Micha, where it says, Titain emes liankiv, give truth to Jacob. Hashem should give truth to the forefather Jacob. And the Alter Rebbe asks, why is it that Jacob needs truth? Is he lacking truth? The explanation is that the three patriarchs, Avram, Yitzchak, Yankiv, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, represent the three primary emotional modes, love, awe, and compassion. So Yankiv Avinu, our forefather Jacob, represents compassion. In other words, Avraham, our father Abraham, served Hashem in a way that emphasized loving kindness. Yitzchak Avinu, our forefather Isaac, served Hashem in a way that emphasized awe and reverence. Yankiv Avinu, our forefather Jacob, his service of Hashem is the essence of compassion, pity, and mercy. Now, where does that apply in our service of Hashem? In the first volume of Tanya, chapter 45, it explains that mercy or compassion is a very important tool to use in order to bring out and reveal latent feelings for Hashem. How so? When one contemplates on the plight of the soul, that this transcendent, eternal, infinite being, this spark of God Almighty, has descended into a body it is limited by the constrictions of time-space limitations. Furthermore, to add insult to injury, it is enveloped by an animal drive which seeks material comfort, and its spiritual sensitivities, the spiritual sensitivity of the godly soul, is all but completely muted, covered up, numbed. This thought will evoke an intense feeling of compassion for one's own godly soul. So we begin with the premise, and this is a familiar idea to those of us who learned the first volume of Tanya, again, specifically chapter 45, that it's important to meditate and think about the plight of the godly soul in order to evoke a strong sense of compassion upon that godly soul, which will then move one to dedicate his life to the service of Hashem. When one feels compassion and pity for this poor godly soul in the body, one will then do everything possible to give the godly soul a connection to its true source, to Hashem. The problem is, as the Alter Rebbe next explains, is that however much compassion upon the godly soul we are able to evoke, it's still inherently limited because it's the product of our own meditation. And the finite mind can only grasp so much. In contrast, the Altarebbe mentions that there are feelings, love, awe, and compassion for Hashem, which cannot be attained through our own human efforts, but rather are gifted from above by Hashem. Obviously, there is no comparison between the kinds of emotions that we're able to create through the meditations of our limited human minds and the type of love that is gifted from the infinite one. One is inherently finite, the other is absolutely unlimited. In that sense, 
the emotions that we are capable of creating on our own compared to the emotions that can only be gifted from on high are called untrue. They are lacking truth, comparatively speaking. In other words, the feelings that we are able to produce on our own lack absolute truth when compared to the level of emotions that are gifted from on high. So how then can we attain this truth? How can we reach this level of true love and awe and compassion for Hashem? We can't create it on our own. So herein lies the irony. We need to beseech Hashem that he should give us truth, the true levels of love and awe and mercy that only can come from him, that we cannot create on our own. But how can we evoke Hashem's mercy when our ability to represent our situation is lacking truth? In other words, it's a bit of a vicious cycle. I'm seeking truth, meaning the true levels of emotions for Hashem. And to get that, I need to evoke Hashem's compassion. But my ability to evoke that compassion is lacking because the feelings that I'm feeling are, relatively speaking, untrue compared to those feelings that I'm lacking, which I'm trying to attain. So you understand the double bind here, that because I'm lacking in true compassion for myself, I cannot evoke Hashem's compassion, which I need in order for him to give me true compassion for the godly soul. So I'm in a bit of a double bind. In order to evoke Hashem's compassion and thereby elicit true compassion for my godly soul, I would need to be able to represent the plight of my godly soul with a level of true compassion, which is precisely what I'm lacking and I'm in need of. So this predicament sounds absolutely inescapable. What is one to do? The Alter Rebbe gives us the solution. Acho says the Alter Rebbe. The advice, the sound counsel is midas tzdoka, the attribute of charity, which is, as the Alter Rebbe says, shehi midas horachemim alman dales le migarme which is compassion upon one who does not have. In other words, my ability to generate compassion for the plight of my godly soul through meditation is inherently limited. It's as limited as my finite mind. And in order to get a higher level of compassion, that I can only receive from Hashem, but I'm incapable of representing my case in a way that would sufficiently elicit Hashem's compassion. Precisely because I'm lacking this true level of compassion. The way around it to circumvent this entire dilemma is to step away from meditation and to use tzedakah. That when I give charity to one who is lacking, that is an objective act of compassion. It does not have the limitations of my subjective ability to appreciate, as does meditation. And what happens is that it triggers a reciprocal action from on high, where Hashem then bestows mercy upon me in response to my act of mercy when I give tzedakah. And this is especially true, says the Alter Rebbe, when the cause to which I give mercifully to is related to the land of Israel. Because then we see the fulfillment of the verse in Psalms, in Tehillim, chapter 85, Emes Truth will sprout forth, will grow from the land. What is truth? Truth means the absolute true levels of love and awe and mercy that I have been seeking, that I could never successfully create through meditation. That's what emesis, that's what truth is. So where do I find that truth? 
by doing an act of charity, which is objectively merciful, this triggers Hashem's act of charity and mercy upon me, and then I'm able to receive the emis, the true level of love and awe and mercy of Hashem. How? From the act of charity that I do for the land, the land of Israel. And that's literally emis may edit titzmach. The emis, this true level of emotion, sprouts forth from the land, meaning the land of Israel. And now we understand the original verse from King Solomon's Proverbs, one who plants or sows tzedakah like a seed in the land, the land of Israel, his reward is truth, the true levels of love and awe and compassion that would never be attainable through meditation. The Alter Rebbe is promising us that we can attain levels of spiritual sensitivity through charity specifically charity connected to causes in the Holy Land, that we could never develop through any other means. May we all plant charity accordingly and reap those benefits of heightened spiritual sensitivity, the level that can only be described as truth.